Hello and welcome to Word for the Day. This is Father Pete Matthews from St. Patrick's Anglican Church in Lexington, Kentucky. And in today's Word for the Day, we continue our series entitled Redemption Applied, and we're looking at the doctrine of justification. And one of the meanings of justification, I did not bring this out as clearly in my homily or sermon from last Sunday, but um, is that justification means pardon. So it's a law court metaphor. And so when I'm justified, I'm declared righteous. That means I'm, I'm declared not guilty. I'm pardoned. So any sin that I've ever committed is no longer held against me. And I'm released from uh, objective guilt, the accountability of my sin before God. Um, so one of the questions that often comes up around that is, so if I'm justified, and that's a status I have, and my sin is completely forgiven, then why do I keep confessing my sins? And so there's a couple of um, wrong reasons why we continue to confess our sins, and then there's a right reason. So let me talk about the two wrong reasons first. One is the idea that justification only brings pardon to previous sins. And so, therefore, if we sin again, we have to confess our sins to get justified again, like we quit being justified, and so now we committed a sin, now we're not justified, they have to get justified again. So, a couple problems with that. One is that the, the Bible never says that, number one. Number two, it creates a huge um, kind of knowledge problem, like... What if you commit a sin you don't know about it? Then you get in this weird thing where you're only held accountable for sins you know about. But even then, it's like, well, I can do something wrong, but I can tell myself it's not wrong. It's pretty easy, right? Um, so what do I do? What do I do with that? It just, it just practically won't work. It will create sort of inner circles in your psyche, deep introspection. And the truth is, my justification gives me pardon in Christ, past, present, future. Um, so it doesn't do that. Second thing, and this is kind of a corollary to the first one, is um, people take it further and they say, well, yeah, when you put faith in Christ, you're justified, therefore you are given salvation. And every time you sin, you lose your salvation. And boy, if you don't confess that sin in time, You've lost your salvation. And, I, you know, there's just no text that says that. <laughs> and again, all the same problems in the last category. Well, what if I commit a sin I'm not aware of? Then have I lost my salvation? Then you get this tendency that people will kind of develop this idea, well, it's only sins you're aware of that you're held accountable for. And again, human rationalization is profound. Um, anyone who studies psychology or anyone who has human experience, anyone who's just looked in your own heart a little bit, you know how easy it is to rationalize. So what's the right, excuse me, what's the right way to think about it? So justification is a declaration of pardon, and it renews our relationship with the Father, with God, with the triune God. So our initial conversion into Christ, and by the way, when I say that, don't hear me holding to a rigid, um, you know, um, script that says, you must know the moment you converted to Christ. Many of us are baptized as babies. We grew up in the faith and we, we, you know, 
Um, we've just stayed in the faith as we've grown up. But that's a kind of conversion. We've put our faith in Christ. Others of us have had a profound conversion experience that happened overseas, and others happened a moment in time. I, I believe all that. I know all that. And I know people that fit all those categories and others. What I'm trying to say, though, is conceptually, when I place my faith in Jesus, I'm declared justified, and I'm in a right relationship with the Father. Now, there is a question whether you can step out of that relationship, and, and I'll speak to that after I after this point, um, because I, I want to mention that's important. But first, um, that establishes our relationship. So why do we conf- keep confessing sins? And as Anglicans, we do general confession. So if you come to church on Sunday at our parish, we pray a general confession. Where we just name that we've broken the, the greatest commandments in thought, word, and deed in ways we may not even be aware of. And then, of course, there's the practice of specifically or, or confessing specific sins to the Father. So why do we do that? Well, one, it, the, the first general confession puts us in a place of humility and remembrance that we're saved by grace and that we constantly need to trust in the cross to live under our justification. We never we never shrink from that need. It's always there. And then specific sins, um, in, in, in the general confession, specific confessions obviously relate. Probably you, like me, many times when I'm saying the general confession at church, specific things come to mind and I bring them before the Lord. Well, I've, I've found this little motif really helpful in thinking about this. So when I put my faith in Jesus and I'm justified or declared righteous, I'm pardoned past, present, and future in terms of my relationship with God. I'm now back in relationship. I'm now welcomed in relationship with him. And of course, I'm also adopted, so I become daughter or son. And that's constant, even if I fall into sin. I confess specific sins. I confess my sins daily, not not because I've lost my relationship or to maintain my relationship, but to maintain fellowship. So, for example, I'm, I'm married, and I made a vow, and my wife made a vow. Um, we made vows, actually, in, on July 8th, 1989. And <clears throat> we've had conflict, and we've had to apologize to each other along the way. And it didn't end our marriage, but it did bring some barriers in our relationship, in our fellowship with one another. And by humbling ourselves and asking forgiveness and giving forgiveness, we restore our relationship. Excuse me. We restore our fellowship. I'm mixing my language here. I'm sorry. Our relationship in terms of being married never changed. But our closeness in our relationship, our fellowship, that can change by whether we confess sins. So that's that's really how those two connect. There's another reason as well that we confess, and that's confessing specific sins before God can be liberating when we're trying to get over sins. But again, we're not doing that because we've lost our relationship we're doing that to maintain our close fellowship with the Lord so we can um, live our union with him and, and be transformed. Now, there's this question among Christians. Once you've been justified, once you've come to faith in Christ, can you lose your salvation? Some traditions say yes, some traditions say no. The broader historic Christian tradition has always made room for the, for the idea that one can lose their salvation. However, it's narrowed what that looks like to the threshold of what's called apostasy. 
And that's a final and full and utter rejection of God. Um, so, you know, in, in theory, there could be people who had a full, sincere faith in Christ and at some point rejected that faith, no longer believed in Christ, no longer believed in God, and they're apostatized. Um, and they know what they're doing. It's conscious. It's willful. It's an utter rejection. We would say they're no longer a Christian. And, and I think many, many Anglicans, not all, but would hold to that. Um, but some traditions make it sound like, hey, man, if you fall into sin or you sin too much or you commit a will for sin, then you've lost your salvation. I don't believe that. The tradition doesn't teach that. Um, that's just a, a wrong view of God. So if you're a person who has faith in Jesus, and even if you struggle with sin every day, even if you fall every day, and you bring that before the Lord, you don't need to worry that you've lost your salvation. Um, to lose your salvation, you, you know what you're doing. You know if you've done it, and you have made a choice to do it. It's a haunting possibility, but I think in, in virtually every case, it's a rare thing for those who have really come to know the Lord. Well, I might have created more questions than answers in that. Feel free to reach out to me. Be glad to chat about that further. God bless and have a great day.